Hey, thanks for listening to the Tour Junkies podcast for the Waste Management Phoenix Open 2020. This is a good one. We're going to talk uh, about, the obviously, the course, some strategy, our favorite picks, some sleeper picks, some GPP leverage picks, some betting guys that we like, some fades that we don't like. There's some disagreement on this one. We've got our Masters contest where you can win $500 in Augusta National Masters merchandise, handpicked by us, shipped to you. We've got our Players' Championship Skybox on 17 that you can be a part of. We'd love for you to check that out. Uh, We've got DB down in the DMs. We end the episode with that. If you do have children in the car, we probably recommend you not listen to that last segment, DB down in the DMs, where I do... I answer questions from our DMs on Instagram and Twitter, and then we take live questions from our YouTube audience. That's a great time. Uh, And Pat talks about his fraternity days, which I didn't know he was in a fraternity, but is anybody shocked? No. This episode brought to you by our boys at FantasyNational.com. Join FantasyNational.com slash TJ to get 20% off of any level membership for the lifetime of your account, weekly, monthly, or annually. That is our go-to spot for any statistics that we mention Course history, recent form, course breakdown, uh, lineup builders, anything you need, whether you play daily fantasy or you bet on golf at all, fantasynational.com is the one-stop shop that we've used for years. We wouldn't have it any other way. So check out fantasynational.com slash TJ gets you that 20% bonus. But for now, let's get right to the fun and to the podcast. We're the two at two at two at two at What's going on, Golf Addicts Tour Junkies podcast? It is the Wasted. <laughs> you won't hear that all week. It's the Wasted Management Open from Scottsdale, Arizona. I am uh, drinking some some vodka, some LaCroix, some peach schnapps. I've got a nice full pour here, Pat. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to have a good show, man. How are you? I'm really good. i got a nice pour, too. A lot of, lot of vodka. A little bit of uh, some uh, some lemonade, you might say. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. Shout out to everybody already joining on YouTube. Appreciate that, boys and girls watch, watching uh, live. And it's going to be a good show tonight. We're going to talk, obviously, about the Waste Management Phoenix Open. We're going to talk a little strategy. We've got, we're going to recap those two enormous contests that we have going on right now. One where you can win $500 in Masters merchandise straight from the shop, handpicked for you from us. And another one that you can, uh, we got a sweet deal on some Players' Championship box, Skybox seats on number 17 with all you can eat and drinks. We'll talk about that. Um, and we've got tonight, we've got DB down in the DMs as our special segment at the end of the show. You're going to want to catch that. Uh, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, save your questions. I'm going to take some live questions, even though it's not technically a, D, a, a DM. I'm going to take some live questions at the end uh, from YouTube viewers as well as peruse my DMs. Um, so there you go. Also, So when you uh, say peruse, does wonder... that mean you're just going to kind of scroll there down and just see what you happen to find that you may have yeah, missed I'm not... over a while? You know, like, you're usually the one that's checking the DMs, so 
I want. Yeah. I might want to go down in the DMs later on after a few drinks. Yeah, but it doesn't pat down in the DMs. You don't, your name doesn't start with a D. It doesn't. The alliteration's not there. It doesn't really make okay. a lot of sense, right. honestly. Um, plus, we usually get in trouble when you get down in the DMs. But we'll see. We'll see if you're on your best behavior tonight. Um, let's get to it, man. Let's. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to talk about TPC Scottsdale. You got a good field, a really strong field. Now you do have uh, DJ Brooks, Phil. Reed and Stinson teeing it up in Saudi Arabia. Uh, that's a little controversial, but they're teeing it up in Saudi Arabia. The old money grab uh, is doing his thing over there in Saudi. But we've still got a pretty stacked field. This is a fun event. Obviously, you've got number 16. You've got the, 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 the stadium course and the stadium hole, which is number 16. A lot of you know people dressing up like Big Bird, getting schnockered. Um, tons of ASU co-eds bouncing around. Um it's uh, it's gonna be a good time. It's always fun to watch. Put on by the Thunderbirds, Caca! at the uh, there in Scottsdale, which is just a bunch of that slang for like rich old guys. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna be a good time. And speaking of rich old guys, you know what rich old guys struggle with, and probably you know a, a few of a few of our listeners may uh, struggle with, including possibly you, Pat, because two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're thirty five. But there is good news, you buddy. You think? Look at this. Look at this. I it's mean, just, you, it's you, real thin. Are at the you top. seeing some it's male pattern thin. baldness right there? I don't think so. Yeah, it's just really thin. Um, but in the event it's that hypothetically thin. you were, there are some advancements in science, and our friends at Keeps offers proven treatments to combat your hair loss, and it helps you keep the hair that you have. Okay, at half the cost of your local pharmacy, prevention is key, and Keeps treatments actually work. They're up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. So this is really for those of you who are worried about losing your hair or you're, you're almost losing your hair. It's before you've lost it. This isn't going to resurrect it. It's only going to prevent you from losing it. So the sooner you start, the more hair that you will save, uh, you need, you're going to need to act fast. Um, so you know now you, you can visit a doctor online. You can get your hair loss medication delivered to your home. You don't have to go to the waiting room. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. You don't have to be embarrassed, Pat. I don't want you to be embarrassed. And can I, uh, can yeah, I it's just discreet. interrupt for one second? I, I know sure. you, you you had a flow there with the ad, but who is a doctor of hair loss? Because you said visit, like, does anybody, I mean, are there... Doctor hair loss? Are there doctors of hair loss? You said visit oh, a doctor. Of course. Okay. What are they course, called? Man. I mean, you know, what are they called? Is there a name for them? They're hair doctors, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know, okay, man. I, I'm weird. not really sure. But you can go on their website, and you can also find out why Keeps has five-star reviews, uh, more five-star reviews than any of their competitors, nearly 100,000 men using Keeps to trust their hair loss prevention treatments. And they start at just $10 a month. And for a limited time, you can get the first month for free. That is free. Uh, so if you're ready to take action, prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash tourjunkies to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash tour junkies. Keeps dot com slash tour junkies. We appreciate our new friends at Keeps. You know, they wanted to send Pat some product to try. Uh, I think it's on the way, buddy. So I, I think, you know, I think you give that a run. All right, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm going with my hair hair care tips from Hank Leviota that he gave me at the RSM. Hank Leviota, yeah, he's doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, he's got a lot of flow. Uh, Pat, speaking of flow, why don't you uh, flow on into this course breakdown. Tell us what we need to expect as we get right into the picks 
and the course breakdown and strategy for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Yeah, let's go. We're at TPC Scottsdale this week. I love this tournament. You know, it's one of those things that it's kind of like uh, you just have to have a taste for it. I mean, it's it's wild. It's a, it's a raucous crowd. It's totally different than any other tournament that you see. I don't know if I'd like this every week, but I love it for this week, and it is one of my favorite tournaments to watch. It's always Super Bowl weekend, so everybody's just pumped and everything. It's just it's a great sports weekend, and it starts with the waste management. So I'm excited about it. TPC Scottsdale, 7,261 yards. It is a par 71. You got Bermuda grass from tee to green. Now, I will say they t they typically have overseeded these greens uh, with a little bit, kind of a mix of bent and poa. Here's what I think that means. I don't think you're going to see bumpy greens like you do with poa. Basically, it's it's just to make it look good. But they do, they run quick, and they're going to run pretty true. So I, I think that's what you just could get out of that. I mean, don't get too much into the weeds of overseeding the Bermuda greens. Um, you know, scoring's been fairly low on this course. Um, you look at it, they redid it a few years ago, but over the last four or five years, anywhere from 15 to 18 under has been where their scoring is. Um, now, Mickelson did just absolutely obliterate this course several years yeah. ago when he won, but that was a little bit before the changes. You got three par fives out here. All of them are fairly gettable if you're a longer hitter. Uh, they range from 560 to 575 yards, so not you know very difficult when it comes to par fives. Um, four par threes, uh, you've got, of the 11 par fours, I think this is where, uh, you know, this is where I think the bombers kind of come into play and they get a little bit of advantage here. Six of the 11 par fours are between 450 and 500 yards and actually closer to that 500 yard, 500 yard range. So that's where these bombers can kind of take advantage of this course is on these par fours there that are definitely long. So I, I think in general, I'm definitely looking at the Bombers. You look at the past champs, though. There are some ball, ball strikers in there. You got Hideki, you won here twice in 16 and 17. Uh, Fowler's always been a pretty good ball striker. But then Gary Woodland in 2018, and then Brooks Kepka in 2015. Traditionally, though, I just think this is a course they should be able to, you know, you definitely have an advantage with the length. Uh, I, always looking at forming course history. I mentioned ball striking. I think strokes gained approach is important as well. I think proximity, a stat you've mentioned, we've it's been well documented on this show that you hate. Last week. Yeah. Last week. Is something this week. Five of the last six winners have all finished in the top ten in proximity. Now, look, you can take take that for what it's worth. But I think that is certainly a trend. Uh, you know, th this, this is these huge greens out here. They're not that they're not that hard to hit. So then let's go let's go move down and look at proximity. Guys that are hitting it close, giving themselves birdie opportunities, that kind of thing. So I do think it makes you know some sense to look at proximity. Uh, so there you go. That is my course breakdown. DB, what do you have? Uh, by the way, full field event again this week. One course, so that's why I'm only going to mention one course. T65 and ties, like we always have on a, on a regular event. So, yeah. Less players this week, by the way. 132 players in the field as opposed to the 156 we have had uh, recently. Um, yeah, Pat. Uh, good, good job on the course breakdown. You did good. I mean, here, here's we we did talk at at length. I talked at length last week. We about don't need a stat the dissertation about why you don't like proximity. Just go into the and other it reasons. was 
and it was proximity, and all those things still ring true tonight. Um, if you want to know why, you can go back to the end of last week's episode and listen. Uh, not a believer in the proximity stat in terms of predicting future uh, outcomes. I just don't. I don't think that's wise. Uh, but but you know what, Pat? I love how firm you are. How set in your ways. I, I once heard a theologian say it is hard to teach an old dog new tricks. And um, so let me I, ask you this. Just let me challenge you a little bit. If by the way, speaking of old dogs, some of the listeners want to know if the year on your shirt is the year you were born. No, because obviously <laughs> I would be dead, idiots. Um, <laughs> Anyway, 1736, 1776, sorry. 1736. Augusta, 36, that's baby, what I said, yeah. Augusta was established. That's right. Um, A-U-G. Anyway, we don't get, need to get into it too much. I think it matters a little bit when you think about the fact that it's, I mean, it, is that just a coincidence that five of the last six winners ended up, and actually if you look at the top ten over uh, in the stats, they all were good in proximity. So something is telling you that that makes a difference. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you were if you were looking back at every golf course or every golf tournament, though, if you looked at the top 10 players in proximity in that field that week, it is highly likely that those players would do well, would be, would be doing well, because they they were hitting the ball close to the hole, obviously. Now, I do think there's some flaws in, in, the, in that stat again. But but you could make so, that argument I just don't, any week. Any Like, okay, so they led strokes getting putting. Well, of course, they were great putting. I mean, you know, you could, you could back in on your stats any kind of week that you want to. My thing is if, if you take that stat and you take it over maybe a, 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 a larger sample size than just recently, but it's just something they're typically when not – because especially when you have large greens like this, okay, you know, they're going to hit green. So are you going to want to look at greens and regulation? Or are you going to want to look at proximity? Because to me, the greens and regulation, like if you're hitting a green and they're huge, why does that matter? But if you're hitting a green, but you're close to the hole, and you're doing that consistently, then that to me is going to predict that there's a little bit better chance that you've got a shot at a birdie. I, okay. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. I hear you. Um, did you mention the altitude this golf course is played at? I did not, but that is a very good point. I'll let you make. Uh, yeah, uh, if you played Arizona Desert Golf, which I just played back in November, um, the, you are they are at some altitude here in Scottsdale. It's about twelve hundred feet above sea level. The ball does go a little further. To me, that matters. You know, you look at it on paper. It's a par seventy-one, a little over seventy-two hundred yards. You're like, oh, okay, maybe this is a longer course. Pat did mention the longer par fours, and I think that's accurate. I think the reason that bombers can do well here doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily because the golf course is that much longer. Because I think it play it's going to play shorter than seventy two hundred yards. But I think it's a lot to do with the rough here is usually not that penal. It's not that bad. You can hit the ball out of the rough here. Now, obviously, like a lot of desert golf, you can't be out of the rough because then you're in the native area and you're in the crap, and that is not good. Um, but I, I do think that. Uh, that's something to, to think about. So don't rule out a short knocker just because you think, you know, this course is going to play too long. It's you know because these guys can still run it. Even your Chez Reeves can can run it out there um, with the with this being above sea level. Also, this golf course hasn't really taken on a lot of rain lately, and it doesn't look to be taking on any this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this course is going to play a little firm and fast, which we typically see at the waste management on normal years. We like to. They like to see the golf course play firm and fast. These Pat already mentioned how fast these greens normally run. They like to run the fairways too. So, 
all that to say, I think you can give an edge to the Bombers just like you can every single week. Um, and I certainly do have an edge built in for it. However, I'm not fully avoiding your shorter accuracy players that hit their irons well um, and maybe have a good putting record here. Now, I will say in terms of putting stats, you know, on paper, this is a Bermuda surface. However, um, I, with the overseed that they have on these greens and the way that they t traditionally putt, um, they're they don't have a whole lot of grain in them. They're 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 almost more like bent grass greens. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. unknown. Um, so I actually went back the last five years since they redid these greens, and just looked at strokes gained putting at this golf course the last five years to see who putted well, who didn't, at only TPC Scottsdale because I do feel like it could be a unique surface. Um, now maybe come Wednesday night in the chalk bomb. Or, uh, we, by the way, we have a new Facebook group. If you need to join the Facebook group, uh, there's a Facebook Tour Junkies group. There's a couple hundred uh, uh, members in there. It's a, a group you have to request on Facebook. So it's kind of a private group. Our friend Kyle Sinehe is running that group. He is in the chat right now on YouTube. So holler at him if you need the link. Uh, but just search Tour Junkies group on Facebook. You'll find it. You know, maybe that, maybe if we find out a little a little different from a caddy on Wednesday, that's like, you know, hey, these things actually are pretty grainy. They're Bermuda. You know, let's let's roll with that, then we'll let you guys know. But um, I kind of looked at just guys in the last five years that have putted really, really well here, um, and and went from there. I'm definitely looking at distance, but also more just strokes gained off the tee. Are you gaining the strokes off the mm -hmm. tee with distance, or are you gaining it with accuracy? I think strokes gained off the tee tells you both. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm looking at that. I'm looking at strokes gained approach, um, and really that putting and and kind of form. I, I do think you know. As always, form is nice. So, And then, of course, for tournaments, we're going to have some ownership leverage. A lot of people that were high-owned really crapped the bed last week. And there's a few of them I want to jump back on for this event. So that's all I have to say. Uh, let's, uh, let's get to it. You ready, Pat? Yeah, let's go. All right, we're talking DraftKings. We're talking tournament plays. We're talking cash picks. And we're talking fades. It, on DraftKings, we're going to start at the $9,000 price range all the way up to the top, which is John Rahm. We're going to give you three players in that price range that we like in tournaments or GPPs on DraftKings. Then we're going to give you one player that we really like if you're playing cash contest. That would be 50-50s, uh, double-ups, um, head-to-heads on DraftKings. Um, and then we're going to give you a fade in this range. A guy, a fade a, is a person that we don't want to play and we don't think you should play, we're going to give you a good reason why. You ready to get in it? Let's go. Let's start. Pat, you go. You ready who's for your, me to start? Your guys? All right. Well, I'm yep. going to start. Um, hmm, I'm not, I'm not going to start with the guy that I think you're just going to absolutely hate. I'm going to start up at the top, and I like some JT at 11-2 this week, Justin Thomas. I mean, you look at all the boxes, he's definitely going to check them. He's second in ball striking, 11th in strokes gained off the tee, which you love. And mentioned, and I do like that stat as well. He is number one in stroke skiing approach, 12th in proximity, 10th in driving distance. I think Justin Thomas is going to bounce back off of, you know, we did see him play, um, you know, recently at the, you know, he won obviously at the tournament champions and then he missed the cut at the Sony Open. I think he had a very good take that week. I'm going to give you props. Uh, I just don't think he was really into the tournament at the Sony Open. And, you know, but he's had a couple weeks off. He, he missed uh, the, the American Express and the Farmers, and then now he's back here uh, for the Waste Management. I like him this week. He's got a good course history, despite, you know, he did miss the cut back in 17 and 16. 
but in 2018 he was T17 and then last year he was third. Uh, he's gained almost a little over 23 strokes in his last five times playing in this event. I think JT is just a great play at 11-2. I, I love him in GPPs. I don't know where his ownership's going to be. Maybe a little bit lower coming off that missed cut. But he, he is one of my favorite plays this week. Next, I'm going to drop down to Xander Schauffele at 9,900. He's a guy that I feel like is just... He's like the new guy for me that I, I just I, I can't quit. I can't quit him. Um, he's tough to quit, man. But, you know, you look at it, he missed the cut last week. It's, uh, you know, it's sort of a local event for him. This course, I think, really, though, plays into his hands. He's played it twice. He was T-17 the first time he played it here. Top 10 last year. Uh, you look at the stats for old Xander. We, all, we know he's great off the tee. You know, he's 15th in the field in strokes gained off the tee. He's 10th in ball striking. 18th in strokes gained approach. Um, so, wait. Am I looking? Yeah, 18th in strokes can approach. So I do like some uh, some Xander. I think, you know, just coming off, another guy coming off a missed cut that you can play. I like the price at 9900 So I will play some Xander. And then dropping down to the bottom of this range, a guy that I like, Bubba Watson at $9,000. Look, we know he's obviously got a ton of distance off the tee. He's, he's a really good ball striker. People don't, they underestimate his ball striking ability, but he definitely checks the box there. You talked about these greens putting a little bit more like bent. Now, I did not check the stats, which you're probably, you may have, of what he done, he's done on this course in the last four or five years. But we know he putts well if they do have little grain and they do putt like, more like bent. And he likes fast greens. We see it at the Masters. We see it at almost any course that he plays on where you got quick greens. So I like Bubba in that stand, from that standpoint. And then you look at his recent results. I mean, he's been pretty good. I mean, he was sixth last week at the Farmers. Um, I guess before that, he was at the Hero, which whatever. Everybody finishes in the top 30 there. But I like where he where he was um, last, yeah. last week. He played well. He's played well in this course before. I mean, he was T4 last year. Uh, he had a 14th place finish in 2016, the second place finish in 2015. So I like some Bubba Watson at 9,000 as a tournament play. And I think he's going to be a little bit low owned. A lot of people are going to probably go to maybe your favorite player, Bryson. Maybe some Sung JM just beneath him. Colin Morikawa, you got it just above him. So I think, I think Bubba's going to be low owned this week, and I like him as a GPP play. My cash play is a guy I just mentioned crazy to say this for a rookie on tour but Colin Morikawa is just I mean why can you not you got to take him every week I mean you can play him in tournaments but I like I'm just gonna put him in the cash slot I don't care what, what you know you can throw him in tournaments whatever just put him yeah. put him in your lineups the guy's just money every single week I love him everybody said you know what he's playing the first two rounds at the farmers with Tiger he's gonna suck it up well he didn't didn't affect him one iota so I love him this week as well. One iota. You like that? The fade is going to be Matt Kuchar at 9,400. A guy coming off three straight top ten finishes in this event. So I'm going off. I'm, I'm you know, everybody thinks I'm Mr. Course History, which I am. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna fade that a little bit for Matt Kuchar. He's not checking any boxes for me when it comes to recent uh, the stats. I mean, he's 109th in ball striking, 116th off the tee. I mean, literally nothing. He's, I mean, strokes gained approach. He's 75th. It's just not, 
not checking any boxes for me. I know he's got the good, you know, course history here. Uh, his form, he's, his last event, he missed the cut at the Sony Open. So I think Matt Kuchar is the fade for me. And I, I am, uh, I feel pretty strongly about that one. So there you go, DB. I will hand it over to you. Um, okay. Uh, here's some thoughts. Um, this is a really, this is a really chalked, full of goodness kind of range. It really is. This was a it, tough one to, I mean, to, to peg. I will say that. Yeah, it, it's it's tough to, you know. I think you can definitely make a case to play. You know, you can make a case to play anybody in here. I mean, I think I think the pricing is very fair. I, I don't really see any glaring overvalue or undervalue in this range. Um, I, I think it's very, you know, it's very tough to find a fade here. Uh, I think mine is probably pretty obvious, and I try not to be biased, but when you look at the names here, Bryson makes the most sense for me to fade, um, honestly. And, and despite coming off his eighth-place finish last week at the Euro, at the uh, Omega Dubai Desert Classic, he was awful, and he came down the stretch, and he was awful. Uh, shot a 76 to blow the lead with four holes left. Um, put, put on the clock. Got put on the clock. He's All he, all he cares about is getting buff and bombing it. And you just got to do more than that. I think this is this is I don't know what he's doing. But before that, he was over in Abu Dhabi, finished 114, or missed the cut, um, finished almost dead last at the Hero. I'm just I'm not I'm not of all the names in here. You know, obviously he's a lower price for a reason right now at 9100. I just I still just don't I don't I don't get it. Um, he's 49th in this field over the last couple of years uh, in putting on, on these types of surfaces. Uh, he just doesn't really show pop on any boxes other than he hits it far. He's, he's hulking it around the golf courses right now, and it's just obnoxious as all get out. So Bryson for me, and the travel too. I mean, he's been overseas. Now he's, you know, he's ru running right back over here to this thing. Um, it's a crazy week. It's, uh, I'm just, it, to me, it's the, it's the clearest fade of this whole range. Now, you mentioned, I just want to address Bubba real quick. I don't have him written down, um, but you talked about his putting. It's kind of crazy, like, with his tremendous history here, which he's, like, he's like better than 100 under over the last, like, five or six years or something at, at this golf course. I mean, he, he eats this course up, but he does not putt well on this course. In this field, he's outside the top 50 in putting on this course. Um, it, it is it is kind of strange. And then Kuchar's the opposite. I mean, he's still got a decent... Uh, a decent history here, but he puts. He's top ten in this field putting, uh, but obviously doesn't ball doesn't strike it the way Bubba does. So uh, those are interesting. I I really am just gonna go ahead and just get to the top because a lot my my plays are all really up top. I I love John Rahm. I love the eleven four price tag for a top for a top guy who's never, you know, I mean th this he's never his worst finish here is a sixteenth. Um, he's in the best form of anybody in this field and he checks every single box for him to not be like 11 8 on DraftKings or even approaching 12,000 feels like I'm already getting him as at a little discount um does it feel John weird just, to you like when you look at his history on this course like they, his, his first time that he played here was 2015 which I think he was in college then he was an amateur but yeah. and he finished T5 but the fact that yeah. now we're going into you know his well, fifth year playing this this tournament. That's crazy. That makes me, I mean, that's that makes me feel a little bit old. But <laughs> I mean, that's just 
I can't believe we have four years of history with John Rahm here on this course. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, he's. He, I, I just think he's a no-brainer here. Now, okay, now honestly, there are there, there are really five guys in here that I like. I like your JT pick. I like the bounce back. There is absolutely no way he misses another cut. Um, he's played this event very well in the last couple years. Um, I I also like Ricky and Xander as bounce backs uh, coming off of two missed cuts last week. You know, Xander missed the cut. He was 17% owned in tournaments. Ricky missed the cut at 15% owned in tournaments. Burned a lot of people. Now, obviously, Ricky's your defending champ. You know, he's got a, 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 a tremendous record at this golf course. He's the people's champ. He soaks up environments like this. So maybe Ricky's a little chalkier than uh, th- than those other guys. Uh, but my favorite play in this range is probably Webb Simpson. Um, I love the way Webb is playing right now. He is absolutely on a tear, and the price tag of 10-3 is tremendous. Uh, he's got a, a phenomenal record here as well with a runner-up just a few years ago. Checks the box in putting on, on, uh, on these surfaces over the last five years. And recent results just speak for themselves. I mean, he's been lights out. Third place at the Sony is what we just saw uh, most recently from Webb. So uh, if, I, if I have to nail down, if I were going to pick three tournament plays here, I would probably just take on Wednesday night whoever the three lowest projected owned guys out of that group of five would be. But if I'm going to just make a call, I'm going to go with Rom, I'm going to go with uh, Webb, and I'm going to go with Xander, and I will play Webb in cash. I think Webb's a great cash play. So there you go. We really dissected the 9K range. Um there on DraftKings. So now let's move up to the 8K range, all the way from Snedeker down to Matt Wolf. I'll start here. We're going to give you two tournament plays, a cash play, and a fade. Uh, I'm going to go back to Sung JM. I think he's Colin Morikawa, but he's Sung JM. Like, he's just a cut maker, and you need cut makers. I definitely feel like, you know, he's, we're seeing a little bit of chink in the armor on occasion from Sung Jay. He finished 36th at the Farmers last week, which was probably one of his worst finishes over recent history here. Um, and he checks really every single box, and, and you get the cut maker. Like, I don't know what else to say about Sung JM other than he, the guy continues to be extremely consistent, and I will continue to ride that consistency at 8,800 when getting 6 of 6 through on DraftKings is such a big deal. Um, and then I'm going to go to Scotty Scheffler, who just missed the cut um, this past week at 16% owned, which we told you to fade Scotty Scheffler. We were out on Scotty last week, but a lot of that had to do with the POA greens. Um, but what's what's interesting is if you look at last week, he missed the cut on those POA surfaces. He actually, it was the only strokes gain category that he was in the positive. He gained 1.2 strokes putting he just didn't quite have the ball striking that he normally does. He lost a stroke off the tee, lost a stroke on approach, but that is very much not normally the case for uh, for Robbie or Scotty Scheffler. Um, since the season started at the Greenbrier, he has yet to have a week where he's lost strokes off the tee. Um, I just think this is an interesting spot for him. Maybe it maybe he's thrown off. Uh, people are thrown off of him after that miscut, kind of you know want to wait and see. Uh, but with these green surfaces also being something I think he's a little more comfortable on, I'll go with Scotty Scheffler. And uh, I'm going to go with Sung J.M. in cash. And my fade is going to be Victor Hovland, the other Corn Fairy grad that that everyone is excited to play. We've talked about him a lot. 
we faded him a lot in the fall, and it really it, it, it paid off a lot because he's really not – I do think he's a talented player. I love the kid. Uh, I don't think he's as good as Colin Morikawa. I think he could be as good as Matt Wolf, but I think that remains to be seen. Uh, his best finish recently is 23rd at the Omega Dubai Desert Classic, which was just last week. But even even last week finishing 23rd and including the week before where he missed the cut at the Abu Dhabi, he hasn't shot around in the 60s in his last six rounds. Um, and his best finish since the very first tournament of his professional career at the Military Tribute at Greenbrier, uh, where he finished 10th in a horribly weak field, which is basically a, gra- a you know glorified Corn Ferry Tour event. Um, his best finish was that 23rd just last week where he still didn't shoot in the 60s. And I just feel like, oh, my God, everybody's going to be excited because now Hovland's back on the PGA Tour. Uh, he, he's, he's back from the European Tour swing. He checks boxes. Let's play Victor Hovland. I think he's a fade, uh, and I'm, I'm planting my flag firmly on Team No Hovland. Boom. Okay, well. I'll get started here, and I will start with Sung J.M., who I am totally with you. I think you can play him in GPPs, but he is my cash play, and because why the hell not? It's okay, like, total I, agreement. I mean, yep. whatever. I mean, the guy is just, he's a machine out there, so I think you definitely play him in cash. Um, at the bottom there, at 8,000, one of my tournament plays is Matthew Wolf. I think he's a, oh, no. Yep. I like him this week. I think he's a great play. Look, I think he will be lower-owned. Um, the first, literally, is like one of his first pro events was playing this tournament last year, and he did make the cut. He checks the box off the tee, ball striking, driving distance, obviously. I think Matthew Wolf is a good play this week at 8,000. Now, there's a lot of good guys in here that you can talk about. We can talk about Scotty Scheffler who's very popular and everybody wants to talk about him and blah, 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 blah. You can talk about Ryan Palmer, who's played great recently, Cam Smith and whatever else. I feel like I'm here to give you some names that aren't just everybody's talking about every single week. So Matthew Wolf is a guy that I do like, and I'm going to play a lot of him. I love him. I've liked him all year long. And you know what? On top of that, Victor Freaking Hovland is another oh. one of my tournament plays at 8,400. You're getting him, like, you talked about, okay, he was very high-owned in the fall. You look across all of his events in the fall. I mean, literally, 20% at the OHL at Mexico. 17%. People love this kid. He's 17% got, he's got like at the... the CJ Cup. 34% at the Greenbrier. Every week he's been high owned. Guess what? You are getting him this week lower owned than you've get. You're you're gonna get him in a long Which time. Which is what? Which is what? I bet you he is less than fifteen percent owned this week. I think the number is probably fifteen. Which is not right. even close to where he's been. Which is way too high. I, I still, I've I'm said just, it. I don't all even like the way I, he's played. Look, I've said it all along. I haven't been a huge fan. I've been off of him. I think his ownership has been way too high. But now I think it's actually his price, his ownership, everything is more in line with where it should be. He is, you know, I mean, you know, all that is true. All that is true. In the fall, he was way overpriced. He was like the top five, fifth highest priced guy in like every event, and way over owned. So I give you that. I, I like the logic. I'm just saying I also don't think he's really playing all that well. Like. He he's, did. he's not lighting it up. Everybody really wants him to to play really, really well. And I think he will. Well, he I, did I, I have really a 23rd place finish last week, which wasn't great. It's a European Tour event in Dubai. 
and he never broke he never broke seventy. Yeah, but you had Fleetwood in the field. You had you had your boy Bryson in the it's field. It's still the European tour. It's still the European tour. It's not the same. I don't care. There's still this. good players in those fields. It doesn't matter. There are good players in these fields, but I'm it just saying matter. a T twenty three, which is his best finish since the Greenbrier. With no rounds in the 60s is not. I mean, it's fine. Like not, I think if you're gonna, if I'm you want to play, Vic, this is the first time I want to say that you should play Victor in tournament lineups. That you know, since literally, he really is a cute kid. Since he He's came, such out. an adorable kid. I like how nine out of ten people that don't, have never even met Victor Hovland would probably let him like babysit their kids, just because. Just on looks alone, he is just the, the nicest I don't looking. Know. He young, looks high as high as shit to me every time I see him. He looks like he just came out of the. You know how many people say that about you? That's a lot of people. I don't even. Speaking of somebody who looks high all the time, if anybody follows Malbin Golf oh my on uh, on Instagram, yes. Steve Malbin, we met him at the PGA show last week. Holy smokes! Good gravy. Uh, anyway, uh, all right. So definitely some debate. Some on debate there. Um, my fate is there. Gonna may be... or may not be uh, drunken debate about that again on the DK uh, tour junkies I, after I'm dark. I'm sure there will be Kings. some drunken debate on that. I'm anyway. going to also say my fate is going to be Chez Ravine, Chez Revy, a guy who does have a good uh, course history here. I just don't. I don't know. I don't get it. Eighty-three hundred. You don't like the chesticle? I don't like the chesticle. I know he's got great tournament history here, but if you look at the the stats, they don't really line up all that well. Um, I'm just I'm not a fan. You look at his recent form; he's missed his last two cuts of the American Express and the Sony Open. So I'm not I'm not a fan of uh, Ches Revy at 8300. Bonus play for you: a guy that I think could sneak up on everyone and play decent this week. He finished second here last year. You know I'm a sucker for him as well. Brandon Grace, I think at 8,700. Just a little sneaky play for you there. Wait a minute. You're giving out bonus plays? Well, you gave out in the, in the when we talked about the over 9K guys. Oh, you, yeah, that's You true. basically just said, okay, uh, here's all the 10K guys. I like them. But if I were to choose right now, but it might change later. So you basically just left it open for you to be right. No, I, I, no I committed to my three. My three were Rom, Webb, and Xander. But I just also said of JT and throw Ricky in the mix that the three lowest projected out of those five, I would be okay taking. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, if you're going to give a bonus play in the 8K range, which we don't ever give bonus plays. We're very strict about this. So I will give a bonus play. Ryan Moore was very close to making it for me. I, I kind of like the way Ryan Moore is going. That. Also, stay tuned because we will have a podcast interview with Ryan Moore's caddy, Brett Swedberg, who apparently is a freaking legend on and very handsome. Uh, we're going to have him on the show not too not too far from now. And we've got a Dylan Fratelli interview coming out. If, if everyone could remind me, someone send me a reminder. You know who's good at this? Uh, Kistler is good at this. Josh Kistler, if you're watching, send me a reminder on... Um, uh, like Wednesday night to post the Dylan Fratelli ep, uh, interview because I've been sitting on. We interviewed him in like November, and I've just been sitting on it, forgetting it's edited, ready to go. I just need to freaking publish the thing. So Wednesday night, remind me that uh, it's a great interview. Dylan's a funny dude, and uh, he talks about the the absolute cheapest player on tour, and it's very funny. So you're gonna want to listen to that. Um, all right, that's the 8K range. Kissler said he's got me. We're good to go there. Pat, before we move on to this, I think we need to talk about the $500 in Masters merchandise that we are looking to give away to a talented and lucky Tour Junkies listener. 
And Pat, we started the contest last week. We already have two entries by the same person already with two entries. Mm-hmm. So we have a new contest rolling. Uh, let me make sure I get this right. For the Masters, if you win this contest, we are going to go to uh, Augusta National. We are going to handpick some merch for you. We're going to get your sizes from you. And we're going to pay. We're going to pay five hundred dollars in merch, and we're going to ship it to you for free. You know, you're going to freaking love it. So uh, here's how you do it. It is running between the Farmers last week and the WGC Match Play. You have to join mybookie.ag using promo code TOURJUNKIES. If you've already joined under our promo code, you are already in. Okay, that's step one. So if not, you go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code TOURJUNKIES to sign up. When you sign up, you will get a 50% deposit bonus, a $10 free bet that you can use, and uh, you have to deposit $50 or more. And then you're in. Okay, that's step one. Uh, and then all you have to do is hit any bet between now and the end of the WGC match play, any bet at 20 to 1 or greater, and screenshot the winning ticket and DM it to us. We will verify it, and that is one entry into the contest. Uh, Bryce Moore at BM0540. Bryce Moore won two tickets because he bet his free bet on Mark Leishman at 45 to 1. And then he put another few dollars on Mark Leishman at 45 to 1 last week. And he won the Farmers. So now he has two entries into this contest. You can bet on golf. The NFL Super Bowl is coming up. My bookie has a ton of prop bets for the Super Bowl. They also have a, a prop bowl, uh, super, wow, oh God, Super mm. Bowl party prop sheet where you can like if you go to a party it's got all these fun props on it but tons of super bowl bets you can win with that you can win with like basketball what whatever you hockey whatever you want to do as long as it's a 20 to 1 bet or more then you qualify when you hit it and you send it to us now new rule because last i, I got somebody sending me you got to bet at least like five dollars to 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 win this bet somebody bet a dollar on or then sent me a screenshot like come on bet five dollars at least because you could just throw a dollar bet on you know 10 people at 20 that doesn't take any we want you to have show some skill you know what i mean um so that's how you win it and then at the end of the wgc match play we are going to take all those entries put them in a hat draw one out live and that will be the lucky winner um so there you go. If that's not complicated enough, I don't know what it is. But you know what? It's a really freaking good prize that not many people can deliver. So if it's complicated, I don't care. If it's too complicated for you, then obviously you don't want the $500 Master Swag enough. Pat, ready to do the 7K? Let's go. You start. I, I did 8K. So. I, we all know this. I freaking love Corey Connors. Any day of the week, I love my Canadian Corey Connors. He is arguably, no, I'll, I'll actually go ahead and say it. He is my favorite Canadian. Uh, that plays on plays the old golf tour. Now I love Pat Mayo, uh, Jeff Feinberg, but uh, Corey Connors is definitely my man. And you know, coming off the T12 at the Sony. Now he's never played here before, but I don't care. He checks the body. He's 16th in the field off the tee, 14th in approach. Uh, greens and regulations killer. The, the guy's just an absolute ball striking stud. Give me Corey Connors at 7900. Give me that made cut. I will take it. I'm gonna go to a guy who uh, you know I've. I've been on as he's kind of made a resurgence here this season, and that is Daniel Berger at $7,800. Finished 38th at the Sony, then got a little better at the uh, American Express by finishing 29th. He's got a decent record here over the last five years. He's gained 23 strokes total over the last five years at this event, and he checks uh, the putting box here. He is 22nd in this field over that five-year run in putting on these surfaces here at TPC Scottsdale. 
checks a box off the tee, checks a box in approach and greens and regulation. Um, I really like some Daniel Berger. He is 80 to 1, as is Corey Connors, is also 80 to 1 at my bookie. Um, and then I'm going to go. This one. This is a big risk. Uh, this is a tournament play, okay? I'm gonna give, we're going to give you three tournament plays. Oh, this is a risk. I'm going to go back to a guy who burned me last week, and that is Lonto Griffin. I'm going to give Lonto one more chance mm. before I put him in timeout. I'm putting him in the naughty chair if he screws me here. I have a feeling had, he's going to the naughty chair after this week. I had many, many shares. Many, many shares of freaking Lonto last week, and the Farmers was no bueno. He missed the cut. Um, now, what's shocking is he only lost strokes putting. He lost three strokes putting. That's the reason he missed the cut. That's it. That's the only category that he was negative. Now, he wasn't super positive in the other main strokes in categories, but, uh, but the only category where he lost strokes was right there putting, he was 14% owned, so he, he did, you know, tick off a few folks. Uh, Lonto never never played here before. Um, this is first time playing. Where is he? Yeah, first time playing. But he, I mean, he's a bomber, and he he scores. His his irons have been great. He's $7,200. I just think this is the last chance. In tournaments, I'm going to get back on him. I think I think this is it. So I'm going Connors, Berger, Lonto in tournaments. Connors is my cash play. Honorable mention in cash would be Adam Hadwin, even though this is his first event since the fall. Um, Hadwin's got a – he checks the boxes here. He's another Canadian, uh, but just a great ball striker. Um, so I think Hadwin is interesting. But I, I would say Connors is my favorite cash play here. And then in terms of my two fades, we're going to give two fades in this range. J.B. Holmes, uh, I'm, I'm not interested. I, I know people saw him play well uh, just this past week. But when you look at his numbers – He's actually a hunt, like 92nd in this field putting on these surfaces over the last five years. Uh, and he's played here every year. Uh, just Yeah, he's played here every year. He, his record here is hit or miss. It's, it's not great, uh, but that, that's just kind of the story of J.B. Holmes. He's so hit or miss. He's, you know, he's finishing top 10 this week, and then next week he's DFL. So I, I'm not putting up with that. Byung-Hun Ann, another one. Decent record here. Definitely likes to play here. But it's not just the putting for Byung Hun An right now. Okay, he he's he's not even striking the ball well. So it's really just everything. Like the ball striking is sub average for him, subpar for him, and the putting is as crappy as it's always been. So I'm out on on uh, Byung Hun An as well. Wow, Pat, one to you. So there's a lot like is opposite as earlier in the show was. A lot of agreement here, and the first two guys you mentioned were my favorite GPP plays, and that's Corey Connors, which is not surprising because I think he definitely yeah. shows up in a lot of what you're looking at. It's not with course history because he's never played here, but everything else, I love some Connors at 7,900. But Daniel Berger, I was surprised that you were on him. I thought maybe I've been on him the last two weeks. I, I played know, him the last two times. He's I know, played. but I thought maybe you would. Not, I don't know. But he is—he's one of the, subconsciously. I've sold you on him over the last maybe two so. Weeks, and that's but why he was did. one of the guys that I, I was going to mention. Um, as far as fades are concerned, I'm this—I'm—I'm I'm with you on Ben on. I mean, I had him two weeks ago i think i put him as my one and done even though we're not doing one and dones but he he was for the contest i was in and he missed a cut i let me tell you about one and done 
This is how bad I am. Last year, I was like average at, at one and done. Like I hit one winner, and but I literally missed two cuts all year. I had, I had two guys that missed cuts all year long. Now, I didn't have a lot of winners, and I didn't do anything. I, I couldn't do well in the contest because they finished. Every guy finished like thirtieth. So far this year, out of three events, I've, I have two one and dones that have missed cuts, and one of them has been on. And that's terrible. That shows you how bad we are and why we don't talk about it, in case you're wondering. We suck at that. So, Ben On's a fade for me. Um, The other fade for me is Martin Laird. It's 7,200. And the reason I'm talking about him is because he has an absolutely ridiculous course history here. He, He has just been... He's a Scottsdale guy. He's a Scottsdale guy. He's been fantastic on this course. He is just, I mean, literally every single year. Let, let, let me give you let me give you the, his history. 26 last year, T9, T7, T41, and T5 over the last five years. So he's gained 36 strokes on the field. I'm okay with that, whatever. I'm still fading him. I can't play him. I'm, it's just I don't, I don't feel confident with him. So I'm going to fade some Martin Laird at 7,200. Another guy I'm going to take in the, and bring in here for the, for the tournament play is one of the, uh, I think he's, uh, you know, we, we've got some connections with this guy. Uh, his brother follows us on Twitter, and uh, that is Tom Hoagie at 7,400. I like him this Oh, well, we know his teacher, Scott Hamilton. Yeah, and his teacher, Scott Hamilton. Look, he has been playing absolutely fantastic lately. He is playing well. You look at his last three events, top five. He was fifth at the Farmers. He was sixth at the American Express. T12 at the Sony Open. So a guy that's just been playing absolutely fantastic lately. Um, as far as the stats are concerned, I mean, he definitely checks the box there. He's 11th in ball striking. He's 5th in strokes gained approach, 18th in proximity. Um, so I think Tom Hoagie is a good play this week as far as the tournament play. I like him at 7,400. My cash, though, is just a guy that's just been consistent over the last several weeks. It's 7,700, and that's Russell Knox. Not only is he checking boxes... But he's been consistent. I mean, his form is is good. Uh, the history here is is you know decent enough. I mean, he was top ten last year. I, he did miss a cut two years before that. But I don't care about that. I think his recent form is good enough for this. Is a guy that I think is going to make the cut. He's checking all the boxes. I like Russell Knox and Cash at seventy seven hundred. I could I could probably though if you wanted to argue with me, Corey Connors over Russell Knox and Cash, I could probably be swayed one way or another. But either way, I think both of them are good. And you can also play them in tournaments as well. So there you go for the 7K range. Those are my guys. Berger, Tom Hoagie, Corey Connors as GPPs, Russell Knox and Cash, Ben Hahn and Martin Laird are my fades. Let's talk about this because we, we haven't mentioned this. There's This always comes up at a few, especially a few stops around the PGA Tour. You have your local, your local boys, right? Either people that played college there, you know, went to college at ASU, or people that live in Scottsdale, um, and how does that impact their performance at these events? And and do you use that to help you predict? Um, and I think I think it's a little. I think unless you know specifically about that player, it's a little treacherous to go down that road because. You know, you can ask 10 players, and five of them are going to tell you they love playing their hometown event, and five of them are going to tell you they don't because it's distracting 
Uh, there's a lot of demands. There's a lot of demands from friends and family and media and all of this. Now it is not, they'll all tell you, yeah, sure, it's nice to go home and sleep in your own bed and not have to worry about that. But, uh, but you know, there are definitely uh, a lot of, there's a lot of data that would say that this is, it is really complex to pick out which guys actually perform better in their hometown event and those that don't. Um, I, I, I hesitate to say this because I know that uh, there are listeners with a vested interest that, that, that listen to this. So this is, I don't want this, but Joel Damon is an example. Okay. Joel Damon, great friend of the podcast. Absolutely love Joel. Great dude. I hope he wins this golf tournament. I would love for him to win this golf tournament. He's at $7,100, right? He lives in Scottsdale. Well, Joel hates this golf course. Like he hates this golf course, but he does, you know, he enjoys the tournament. He, sh- he you know, comes to it. It's in his hometown. Like, why not? But he doesn't like this golf course for his game. He's not a fan of it, right? So, you know, now can he overcome that because he's sleeping in his own bed and he's, he's not he's not part of the traveling PGA Tour circus, possibly. But um, there's definitely that. There, there's also like you know, there's also so many guys that live here that you don't know they live here. You, and, and then probably some guys that you think live here that, that don't. That, that you know, It's really just tough to nail that down. And so to make a lot of decisions based yeah, I mean, on that. Arizona is, is a, a hot spot for these yeah. players. I mean, it's like Orlando and Florida when we get in there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of players that live in this area. The Dallas. Like, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of zeroing in on local guys and whatever else it is. I just don't think it matters all that much. I think if it's a new event or a new venue – you know, like a couple like a couple years ago, we had Trinity Forest in Texas, which there was a few guys more familiar with. I think there's an edge there, uh, but I, I don't know that there's any real significant, measurable, predictive edge that you can really give to somebody who, you know, lives here, plays here on a regular basis. Um, I, I don't know. Anyway, I just think that's worth discussing for sure. All right, uh, 6K range, Pat. Um, I won't name six guys like I did last year. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll spare you that. Um, you know, I am – I'll tell you who I like. The, I'll start with who I like the most. The guy that I like the most here has played here one time. It was last year. He finished, uh, he finished 33rd. Let me, uh, let me go down. and He finished 33rd. Now, recently, he has played – the he played in Abu Dhabi where he finished 42nd, but uh, he is a tremendous putter and he pops and he is not afraid of a leaderboard and it is Mr. Kiradek Afi Barnrat the Barnrat at 6800. I am I am kind of a fan of Kiradek. He's a great putter. If he can hit some greens, man, I, I think this is a, a very good golf course for him. Uh, I'm interested to see how he plays. Also, like Harry Higgs at 6,900, he checks a box in this in off the tee. He checks a box in approach and greens and regulation. This is his first time playing this event, but uh, Harry's you know coming off a T9 last uh, last week at the Farmers. He continues to be a little bit unpredictable. I mean, we almost saw him win an event back in the fall, and then Brendan Todd took it from his clutches, and I had him bet at like 80 to one. Um, but he's got the chops. Like, and I also think we haven't talked about this either. This is a very unique event, right? Like, you got grown-ass men dressing in Big Bird costumes and getting hammered yeah, at this you event. You gotta be... You've got... You gotta have some... Yeah, you got all the all the ASU co-eds flaunting their, uh, around, you know? And and you just have to... I think that's one reason why Ricky does so well here, right? Like, it, it, you have to be able to embrace the atmosphere here, which is a party atmosphere. 
It's a it's a fun loving crowd. Uh, it's a very unique event, and I think there are just certain guys who don't really want to deal with that, and certain guys who deal with it a little better. Harry Higgs, for all we know of him, and we know some of him, we know his agent, uh, is a fun-loving, great dude. I mean, even if you've just watched a couple of events he's played in, you've, you've picked up on that. That's nothing new. Fun-loving, great guy. I just feel like this is a really cool vibe for him. I feel like this is an event that he's going to say, you know what, I want to be here four days. I want to be in this for four days, and I see him being – uh, focused and ready to go. So um, I'll go with Higgs. I'll go with Barnrat. And then I'll, I'll go with another first-timer. And we've seen first-timers win here. Brooks Kepka won here first-timer. There's another one uh, in the mm-hmm. last five years that won here first-time. Another first-timer is Sebastian Kaplan, our boy Seabass, who we've had on the podcast. Great interview. I mean, but he's coming off a 21st-place finish at the Farmers, a sixth-place finish at the Amex. Um you know, he's, he's, he's a bomber. He, he hits it a long way. He told us on the podcast he loves being aggressive. He loves scoring. I do think your scores are going to get to that 16, 17 under this week, maybe more. Um, why not take a shot on a guy at 6,700 who's, who's in great form in a couple of tough fields the last two weeks? And again, like Harry Higgs, I think would embrace the atmosphere here uh, and want to stick around for four full days. You know, I, I think I think that's worth a little bit of something. So, I'm going Barnrat, Higgs, and Sebastian Kaplan. Wow. All right. So we have agreement again. Harry Higgs was another guy. I was hoping you weren't going to mention him just because I wanted to talk about him. I mean, look, this guy seems like the next like true good character on tour that's a great golfer that has some great personality and that kind of stuff. So I do like some Harry Higgs. I'm totally with you there. Uh, another guy I think that could have a good week, and he started off really well last week, and then it all just kind of just went to crap. But that's Cheston Hadley at 6,900. And look, the guy's played well on this course the last few years. He was T20 last year, top five in 2018, T60 in 2016. Uh, last week, like I mentioned, he, he, he started off really well, and then there's just, the wheels fell off. And he, he can be hit or miss, but Hadley is a fantastic player. He did finish T29 at the American Express a couple weeks ago. You look at the stats, he's also checking the box there. He's tw- 22nd in the field in ball striking. He is 11th in strokes gained approach, 21st in proximity. Uh, if you look at actually par four scoring uh, from 450 to 500 yards, which I mentioned that most a lot of these par fours are in that range, he also checks the box there as well. So I think that Chesson Hadley could be an interesting play. Low owned for sure at 6,900. I don't know if you were throwing up there, DB. Yeah, um, it's because I heard the proximity I, stat again. I'm so sick of hearing it. Make, I gag in my mouth. Sorry. Anyway, I like some Chesson Hadley. Um, and I don't know. I, I wanted to give a bonus play here, but I don't think I have one. So oh, okay. I'm just going to go ahead and qu- quit while I'm behind. Yeah. Good for you. Um, all right, let's uh, let's recap last week briefly, and then we're going to get into um, the DB down in the DMs and a Nut Hut announcement that you don't want to miss. Uh, perfect lineup last week would have been John Rahm, who actually scored more points than your than your winner, Mark Leishman. Uh, but Leishman would have been in there, obviously. Brant Snedeker, Bubba Watson, Cameron Champ, and Charlie Hoffman. Uh, none of those players we were fans of, except for John Rahm. So that that sucked. Uh, it wasn't our best week. I didn't mention I didn't mention Champ because I've been a, I've been a did. fan of eh, Champ. I nope, I don't think you. Nah, I don't know. I don't think you did. But you would have scored 614 DraftKings points, and you would have only left a hundred dollars on the table 
with that lineup. Very different from the week before at the Amex, where you left like 5,500 on the table for a perfect lineup. So, uh, I love Mark Leachman. Seems like a great guy. Definitely wanted to see Rom win it. Uh, a little bit of drama down the stretch. Not the best week for us, is what it is. You know, uh, there we go. The, the last few weeks have been great. Okay. We got to talk about this real quick. Um, the Nut Hut is coming. The Golby's Nut Hut on tourjunkies.com is coming, and it will be here, supposed to be here, ready to be here for next Monday for the Pebble Beach Pro-Am will be the official kickoff for the Golby's Nut Hut chat room. It is going to be on tourjunkies.com, okay? It will be $10 a month or $90 a year. There, that's a that's a pretty good discount. Okay, um, you are gonna get some awesome stuff for that. You're gonna get 24/7 access to the community, so you'll be able to talk to each other even when we're not there. And then we will be in there a lot throughout the week, and especially a scheduled session on Wednesday night, where me and Pat will disclose anything we know from caddies, coaches, players. Um, we'll talk about our strategy, guys that we've kind of you know moved to or move off of since the podcast Monday night. And we'll just have a great time. We'll talk strategy. We'll have fun. It'll be a great community. You're going to get a lifetime membership discount on the uh, Tour Junkies Pro Shop. This is a fun new addition, Pat. You know, we talked about Siwoo Kim and his cameo videos last week. Uh, Which the price The price was... quadrupled. It went to what? $100. I mean, yeah. The, the TJ boom is real. CJ yeah. owes us a little cut for that. Um, Siwoo, not CJ. Uh, anyway, that inspired us. So if you are a member, once a month, me or Pat will do a cameo-style video for you, send it to you privately for you to use yourself, or if you want to use it on a buddy or somebody you know and tell them how terrible they are, or about, it could be golf-related, it could be not golf-related, it could be anything you want. If you want to send it to your wife, we will do that. Anything you want, we will do that for your cameo if you're a member uh, and then there are other benefits. Uh, we're going to have a private uh, Nut Hut only DraftKings Listener League contest uh, that will get fired up as well. That's going to be a lot of fun. There are tons of benefits, and it's only $10 a month. That's it. $10 a month. That's it. So you will see from us. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, at tour underscore junkies. If you want to get signed up, um, and we will get you we will get you signed up before Monday, and it will be a fantastic time. We hope a lot of you guys join us there. I know there's other chat rooms you can be a part of. I know there's a ton of other communities out there. I do think this one will be a lot of fun, and, and we'll continue to deliver some caddy insights, some, uh, some of the coaches we know give us insight come Wednesday. We just wanted a spot to share it with you uh, and then I just think interact with the community. That's where you really, you're really just not going to see that with any other – site out there is is really the caddy insight and all that kind of stuff because we've built up uh, a lot of trust and a lot of information over the last few years with caddies so i i can't wait for that and uh it's gonna be fun it's gonna be good good times trust is a good word man like i'm not trying to like we're not trying to toot horns here but we worked really hard over the last five years to build trust with caddies and a number of them and, you know, we thought about doing stuff like this before, but it's like, well, d does the community really need another chat room? Does the community really need another place like this? And it's like, well, let's wait until we really have something unique to offer. And, and you know, you don't want to offer it when you only have, like, one caddy that will return a text message, right? You want Because you don't want to hit that guy up every week, and, and they're not on the course every week. So, you know, until we kind of had a library of it, um, it was like, all right, well, now I think this makes sense. We can offer something fresh. 
and we feel like it's very reasonably priced. I mean, what's what's ten dollars a month um, if you're a golf addict like we are? So we hope you guys get into Golby's Nut Hut, where we're all a bunch of nuts looking for a nut. It's gonna be a good time. Can't wait. Get in it. Also, the Players Championship skyboxes on number 17. We talked about those last week. We do have uh, a handful of those left. A couple of you have already jumped on it. Um, so if you want to go, if you want to bring a friend, a spouse, if you want to bring some buddies to a buddy's trip, we have a nice connection. We've done this the last two years, and it's incredible. We have skybox access to number 17 at TPC Sawgrass in a couple weeks for the Players' Championship. You get the skybox seats. You get unlimited uh, all you can eat, unlimited, all you can drink, all taken care of for $795 a man. $795 a man. It's a pretty freaking good deal for the Players' Championship. This is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. You get to pick the day. Me and Pat will be at one of those days, uh, Lord willing. So we will be at one of those days as well. We'd love to hang out with you guys. We're not sure which day yet. It's probably going to be done at random. Hate to do that, but you know you need to go. If you want to go, you need to go and and be okay if we don't go on the day that you're there. But we do have a handful of days. It's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, me and Pat have been in the Skybox on 17 a couple years now. It's so much fun. You can bet on literally everything. Uh, so if you want to get in on that, you need to DM us on Twitter or Instagram at tour underscore junkies. Or the best way to do it would be to email us, info at tourjunkies.com. Email us and let us know that you are interested in the Players' Championship Skybox, but you need to move. $7.95 a ticket. Round up some boys. Y'all y'all get together. Or some girls. Get, make a girls' trip. Maybe you're single Maybe you're single ladies. And if you're single ladies, guess where there's a lot of really good-looking guys? A golf tournament. So you can bring your girls yeah. and get in the Skybox and maybe meet your future husband. And then, thanks to the tour junkies, that happened. So info at tourjunkies.com is the email. Hit us up for that. Oh, a lot of announcements, a lot, a lot of exciting stuff going on, Pat. I, I say we get right on into this DB down in the DMs. You ready? Yeah, do no talk about the PGA show last week. Everything was good. We had a fun time. Um, I actually had a couple of, of DMs about the PGA show, so if you want, I can start with that. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go um, ahead. Yeah. One person asked what... Uh, by the way, who is this guy that sends us pictures of Subway sandwiches in the middle? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get, get some that, weird stuff. That, yeah. Um, yeah. One person did ask, like, uh, favorite product we saw at the PGA show. Here, here's the thing. At the PGA show, there is not much new under the sun, okay? Golf clubs, golf balls, a ton of golf clothing, apparel. Um, it's really hard to find new stuff. I think my favorite thing, and I don't know if it's past favorite thing, my favorite thing that I saw that was new also won the product of the year for the PGA show, and it's the Whiz Pack. And it is a golf bag with a very, very robust sound system in it. When I say sound system, I don't mean like a speaker. I mean like subs, like low ends. No, it's, it is bass. robust. That's a good word. It is robust. Yeah. It's a nice leather bag. The guy that invented it was a former, um, a former uh, sound engineer for Bad Boy Records back in the day. If you're Bad Boy for life, bad boy for life, Puff Daddy, all those guys. He, he was a sound engineer for them. Um, really cool bags. I really enjoyed that. What about you? Do you have any other famous or other product that you like? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff out there. I will say there's there's so some much good beef stuff. jerky. Some beef jerky makers. There is out there. some really good beef. Jerky. Really good. 
some really good beef You're jerky. Right. It's like five, really. Like there was like a food line, and I was like, I want to go back and forth along the beef jerky makers. Oh, um, great king jerky was one. Fan- yeah. Uh, oh, so good. You're right. If you're not care, if you're like a club pro person or whatever out there, and you're not carrying some good beef jerky, what are you doing? Get what are you yeah. doing? You're sucking. Oh. Now another cool thing I will say was there was this rake, a sand trap rake that I think was fantastic because, and they talked about it like you know a, a rake in general, like what what was it meant for? Like raking leaves, right? So there's lines in the in the sand. But this rake that I saw, like, it would, you just went forward towards you, and it was perfect sand when it was done, and a ball, the next ball that fell in there was in a perfect lie. I think it's, that was a pretty cool, just a cool idea that I saw was that rake. I don't know if everybody's going to buy those, but uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But the beef jerky and the food was kind of cool. Like, that place that had beef jerky and then the sausage? <laughs> oh. It all comes down to food for me, I guess. But anyway, it, no, it it really was, uh, it really was very very good. Um, the, yeah, I mean, is there anything else? PGA show, like, we had a great time. Um, it is it is a quarter zip or blue blazer convention. Um, anything else? Yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of that. A lot of people that think that they are very important. Yeah. Uh, and they're and I, hey, I'm sure they do a good. They do good things. Yeah, they're they're important. Me and Pat kept running into a couple of imp- important important people like that have they're like influencers. They had appointments. They're like influencers, of, and we'd be like thirty seconds yeah. in the conversation, be like, hey guys, we sorry, we got we got an appointment, and it wasn't just like one person. It was like six. And so about halfway through, me and Pat, we're, we're not dumb, okay? We were like, hey, apparently the word for 2020 is we have appointments at the PGA show. And so the next people we run into, we need, we need to cut it off before they cut it off and tell them we have some appointments. Now, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't know what their appointments were for, and we had zero appointments. But we did tell a number of people that. Um, I'm pretty sure I told Paige Baranek's husband, Steve. We talked to him for a while. Great dude. Yeah, you did. I you think I told we him we have an appointment. appointment. Yeah, yeah. So I hope I made him feel... Somewhat inadequate for that. Yeah. Uh, because they didn't have as many appointments as we did. Surely do. not. Um, all right, let's 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 get off the PGA show. That, that was enough. It's a good time. It's always a good time. All right. Um, uh, down in the D, our, our boy Josh Kissler, which, by the way, uh, his handle is Wine and Shine 247, by the way, Pat. That's right up like your alley. Like if you're watching on YouTube yeah. Live, go ahead and send us some questions. If you have some, I'll get to those in just a minute. Um, Josh says, hey guys, who's one celebrity and one non-celebrity whom you used to despise or loathe? First of all, great grammar, Josh, by saying whom you. But you have now found respect and or admiration for over the years. A celebrity or non-celebrity. So I think that means anyone. I think that's what that means. Who's a, who's one celebrity and, oh, and one non-celebrity? Ooh. Now, we didn't really have a whole lot of time to think about these, so these are going to come right hmm. off the top of the old dome. Oof. Uh, celebrity that I did not... Now, I will say, this happened a couple years ago, maybe. I, I went off on Sean Foley one time, who I don't know if he really counts as a celebrity. He was a, He's a golf instructor. You guys know him. He's 
I, I went off on him on a podcast one time and then later watched something else from him on a video and I completely changed my tune on him. And, you know, I, I, I did the right, I feel like I did the right thing. I, I made a video and publicly was like, hey, I bash Sean Foley. I think he's a good dude. Uh, I take it back. So I, I do like Sean Foley. He was, he's one. Um, Pat, you got anything? I don't know. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to table that one. God, I, I mean, it's a great question. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head because there are a lot of people that. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I know everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, here goes DB beating his drum," but I have a real life example. Bryson DeChambeau was a punk to my kid. Okay. If you, we talked a couple weeks ago about the Junior Junkies video that came out on our YouTube channel. My nine-year-old is in the video. He's talking about golf. I took him to the FedEx Cup. I gave him no preconceived ideas of Bryson DeChambeau. He's standing between 13 green and 14 tee at, at Eastlake at the Tour Championship uh, this past August. And uh, he gets a golf ball handed to him by, like, DJ, Ricky, um, uh, who's another one? Another big name. His buddy that's with him gets a ball from two other big names. Literally no golfer said no to these two kids with their hands out, right? Bryson DeChambeau walks up, and my son asks for the golf ball. Hey, Bryson, can I have a ball? And Bryson literally looks at him. I heard it with my own ears. Looks at him and says, I'm sorry, man. I'm using it right now, and walks on. That, that, I lost, I lose respect for that. Like, you're going to the 14th hole. You got golf balls. Like, give a freaking golf ball to the kid that had the guts to ask you for it. You know what I mean? Like, and everybody else before you who's way better than you did it. It just, that, that actually didn't, I didn't lose anymore. It just made me solidify how much I can't stand that guy. Well, yeah, see, that, that doesn't answer the question because he said it's somebody who you loathed or was, oh, yeah, you're right. That doesn't answer the question. I just wanted to bash Bryson DeChambeau. so you just wanted to bass Bryson DeChambeau. Well, I can't think so of anyone that doesn't else, really... so I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to let's go to these Instagram. We got so we just got some Instagram questions here. Let's see what this says. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, tour junkies, nice profile. Okay, uh, it's not a question, sir, and uh, you're probably wanting us to just follow you, so I'm not doing that. Uh, have you made a difference in a stranger's life today? I don't think so. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I hope. I hope I did. Um, I mean, unless they're listening right now and they're just feeling inspired by our voices. Yeah. No, we have not. Hopefully, we're making a difference for a listener. Maybe. Uh, oh, oh, this is fun. My wife got on here and asked a few inappropriate questions. Uh, I will. I will take one. Uh, are you more of a boob or a butt guy? Now. I don't hate either, um, but I'm I'm more of a butt guy. I, I'm kind of a thighs and, and butt kind of guy. I, you know, I just I am. And baby, you got you got it. Um, but I did hear a funny thing recently about boobs, and it's uh, boobs are like tires. If uh, if somebody tells you that they're too small, then you get bigger ones. Somebody tells you that they're too big, they're fucking lying. <laughs> um okay uh at ejp618 says what do you think you would shoot at champions retreat which is my home club here in augusta using your first set of clubs that you ever played with 
So I my first set of clubs were Harvey Pinnix. Pat, I bet you didn't believe it. I bet you wouldn't have picked that. My first set of clubs were graphite shafted Harvey Pinnix, and I was probably 13 years old. Now, I played them for a little while, then I put the game down until I was like 20. But if I had those same clubs, uh, I mean, I shoot on average like an 82, 84 at Champions. Uh, I would probably shoot... I would probably shoot a good 10 strokes worse. I feel like I would shoot a good 10 strokes worse. Hmm. I mean, the driver probably had the sweet spot the size of a, a dick hole. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. My first set of clubs, like first full set, were links, <laughs> links irons. Because you and Fred Club Couples played them. Oh, because Fred Couples played them. <laughs> no, Fred Couples <laughs> played them back in the 90s, so that's what I played with. Uh, someone asked, how old are you? Okay. Strange. Uh, I just turned 36. Interesting. Um, okay. I don't need to answer that one. Another funny question. This person says, boobs or birdies? Only messing around. <laughs> Do you follow the European tour? Um, Bobby Mack is the future ball striker. Okay. Uh, boobs or birdies? I would say birdies because I already told you I'm kind of a, a thighs and ass guy, so I can give or take some boobies. I would love some more birdies, though. Um, do you follow the European tour? Yes, we follow the European tour. I follow the European tour. Pat follows the European tour. We don't talk about it that much because it's just, I mean, it's just, you get, this podcast is already too freaking long, you know? So if we talked about the European yeah. tour, it'd just be a whole, we try to stick, we try to narrow the focus, stick to what we're good at. You know what I mean? Like, so that's, that's what we try to do. Um, Pat, some folks on YouTube would like you to answer the boobs or butt question. Oh, <laughs> 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 that laugh was so um, weird. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, knew that was going to come up. Um, <laughs> that laugh. What? Are, are you embarrassed by that question? Yeah. No, I'm not embarrassed. I just it like takes a lot of thought because there's. <sighs> I mean, yeah, uh, we're not saying we don't like the uh, like. Of course, yes, yes to both. But it, you gotta you gotta pick one. You're. You gotta pick one. I think if all right, let's just say I'm like at the grocery store, and some there's 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 the yoga pants and whatever else. <laughs> the first thing it's yeah it's it's a butt. The butt just jumps out really? at really. I thought you were gonna say yeah. I thought you were gonna say boobies. No, the butt jumps out at me. That's the first thing I'm looking at. I'm like. Like I will go butt to booby. I said corrected, but it's like it's down to up, not up. It's to like down reading left me. to right. You're, you know, if yeah. you're over on certain parts of the world, you read right to left. Yeah, I go down up. Now, if the boobies are good, I'm fan, I, great. But the first thing that's going to catch my eye is the booty. Okay, okay. Um, at pressed Pete on Instagram, what wins in a fight, or what would you rather have? A baseball bat or a knife? Hmm. Probably a baseball bat. Further reach. I think I lean that way. I know. Isn't that kind of weird? I've actually never thought about like, that. Like, I could hit your head, and then you can't use the knife anymore. Like, so... I guess it depends on what kind of knife yeah. we're talking about. Like, is this... That's a very brutal discussion. I don't like it. Is very, this a um, knife, like... That's not a knife. This is a knife, like Crocodile Dundee was like the like. I would probably rather have that. But... <laughs> this is a. What yeah. was that Australian accent again? You want to run that by me one more time? <laughs> I decided to stop on that. 
at Kevin Tat 13 says, member guests is in Birmingham. Who wants in? I mean, I'll go to Birmingham. I'll do it. You'd probably rather have me anyway, honestly. Um, all right, we got some other questions here. Josh Kissler, greatest golf movie. I guess that depends on if you want, like... See, I feel like there's... Caddyshack is the greatest golf movie. No. See, that's such an... That's a, a guy wearing a 1736 t-shirt would definitely say that. Happy Caddyshack Happy Gilmore is... is if you're going to pick a comedy, Happy Gilmore is the best golf movie. Caddyshack is the greatest golf movie. But Tin Cup is highly underrated. No, too much... Too much... Loving it, Tim. I like the greatest game ever played. I like the greatest game ever played. Uh, are y'all from Augusta? Yes. Born and raised. Um, favorite cartoon growing up? And this is a good one. I mean, Pat, you were... I mean, you were back in the days of, like, Felix the Cat and, like, Looney Tunes was real big, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you were, like... All you had to choose from was, like, Tom and Jerry. Um, I will definitely say <laughs> no. I was a big fan of the Nickelodeon Rugrats. Ren and Stimpy was a good one. You remember Ren and Stimpy? I remember, um, I remember Ren and Stimpy. That was good. And then, you know, as I matured, I remember X-Men at 11 o'clock a.m. on a Saturday. It would rock my world. I wasn't a huge cartoon fan, so I can't really say. That you didn't I have any? Okay. Um, would uh, let's see, who would your dream round of golf be with, dead or alive? I bet you'd say Arnie. I would say Arnie for sure. I would say I would throw Tiger in there as well, and then Fred Coates. I was I knew those would be your three. I was wondering how many. Uh, mine would be. I think mine would have to be Tiger, which is so lame, but um, I think I think it would be Tiger. Uh, how many strokes does Pat get from DB per round? Four? Yeah. It's like four. Which is a good number. But I can, I can, I can hang. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's a good number. Pat's beat me, though. Um... Favorite video game that you play with or without your kids? Well, I don't play video games now. I used to. Um, I was into Call of Duty for a little while. So. I don't really play any video games now. I don't have, we ain't got time, man. This Tour Junkie's like a full-time job, and we all, both have full-time jobs. What frat did y'all pledge? <laughs> Were you in a frat? I don't even know that about you. <laughs> I was a, I was in a fraternity. Of course. I was in Lambda Cot, Georgia. A what? A Lambda Chi, University of Georgia. Which team yes. was that in Revenge of the Nerds? I don't remember. <laughs> Wait. I do think there was something Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. There was a Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. I don't know anything about yeah. fraternities. What did you have to do to get... Do you remember like a, a memorable thing you had to do to pledge into that? I can't come on, <laughs> oh, God, come on, man. Come on. Just throw that out there. What I mean, like how far? How far? I'm very. I'm honestly intrigued by this. I'm very curious about this. How far did you progress in the in in the the hierarchy of lambda, lambda, lambda? Were you like like? Well, that wasn't. By the time you left, were you, that like, wasn't a, my fraternity, were you like a decision but I don't know maker? What you mean. Oh no! I was just the partier. I didn't give a shit. I, didn't, I was never in like any sort of like hierarchy. 
I didn't really care about any sort of leadership within my fraternity. I was just there to have fun. You can't give us one thing that you did that you pledged with. What a story, anything like when you when you think of lambda 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 lambda, you can't think of one thing that you would share with. Well, you can't think of you can't even say it lambda right because it wasn't lambda lambda, lambda lambda lambda. So, so I'm not gonna I I will not respond to it with any sort of serious answer because there's not one for you. No. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna hold that sacred. If you want to know, did though, you, you know, maybe at another time, get me drunk. What were your colors? What were your colors? Did you have sweatshirts? Or what was your opposing sorority that y'all were like tight with? We didn't have. We were tight with a lot of sororities. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll end on that. Uh, thanks for thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate it. everybody on YouTube. Holla. Golby's Nut Hut, you need to hit us up. People on YouTube, especially you consistent jokers, we want to hook y'all up. So email us, infotourjunkies.com. Masters contest, get in on that with mybookie.ag, promo code tourjunkies. TBC Sawgrass hookup, get in on that. Let's just do all of it, okay, people? All of it. May your screens be green for the Waste Management Phoenix Open where grown men dress like Big Bird and co-eds are out in full effect effect yes thank you see you